Hey everybody, this is episode number 45 of the Don't Start a Band podcast. I know it's kind of been a, uh, a weird, tough time for everybody. Um, I know, you know, personally, some backseater stuff has been pushed back. Uh, the podcast has slowed down a little bit, but I am doing my best just like everybody else. So, uh, yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Dama on Clothing. They make clothing, they make kendamas, they make clothing that is inspired graphically by kendama. Uh, they're a rad company, and you should definitely uh, look them up. DamaOnClothing.com on Instagram at Dama underscore on. Uh, today's episode is a Kendama episode, and funny enough, my guest today is Mac Gill from Dama on Clothing. He is the founder and the mastermind behind what we all know and love as Dama on. Um, him and I had a great conversation about the origins of Dama on and how it got from then to where it is now and we just kind of geeked out on a little bit of technical kendama stuff but uh it was mostly about dama on and the shit they got going on now and what they have to look forward to in the future so uh let's get this episode started episode number 45 of the don't start a band podcast with mac from dama on cue the music This is the Don't Start a Band podcast, and I'm here with Mac from Dama on Clothing. Uh, do you still go by Dama on Clothing, or have you changed it to just Dama on? You know, we uh, we thought about changing the name. Um, I'm not 100% sure exactly if we're going to change the name or not. I like the Dama on, just Dama on by itself, but... You know, we've been uh, known as Damon Clothing Company for the last two years. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good question. We've talked about it a couple times. And since we now offer Kadamas on our uh, website, we we need a branch from the clothing company portion of the uh, brand. So maybe in the future, it'll just go by Damon. Yeah, that makes sense because... Uh... You know, if you go by Dama on Kendamas or just Dama on, then that kind of leaves it open for, uh, you know, people to assume that you're going to carry more products than just clothing. So, yeah, and we're going to carry more products uh, other than Kendamas. I, I want to get into a couple different skill toys, and um, I've been looking at manufacturing some skateboards oh so nice. uh dumb on by itself would be just a pretty pretty cool brand name okay right on we uh i have a bunch of more inquiries on that uh on that note but why don't you 
tell everybody a little bit about yourself and then after that uh tell everybody how you got into kendama all right uh well my name is mac and uh 33 years old and i live in las vegas nevada uh, i'm a father of two beautiful daughters and i am soon to be husband i've been with my uh fiance now for seven years and um I work during the day and I do dumb on throughout the day and then at nighttime, um, I got into Kendama kind of randomly. I was in the uh, Tacoma Mall in Washington and just like shopping and we came across um, a toy sh a toy store and inside the toy store, uh, there's a, the cashier was playing with this wooden toy and he was just landed some basic tricks and I never seen it before, and this was back in 2014. And I uh, was just talking to him, and he goes, you know, we just put these on sale. They're like five dollars right now, and it was just like a basic one, no, no brand named. It was just like a cookie cutter kadama you could find in, you know, swamp meats or whatever. And the funny part was, like, I took it home and I was playing with it, but I totally forgot the name of it. So like, I went on Google and I typed in like wooden toy with ball and cup and then i came across kendama usa and then like the rest is history you know i started buying kendamas pretty regularly and it just grew from there nice yeah i did that uh that exact same thing um i know they always bring it up on the facebook kendama community but uh the way i got into it is for some reason, like I'm not uh, big on newer hip hop, I guess. Like obviously there's some songs that I enjoy, but for some reason I was watching Adam 22's vlogs and uh, I just saw him playing with a kendama, but he didn't say anything about like what it was called, what it was, but I thought it looked like a, a more interactive fidget toy so i i literally just searched that same thing in google found kendama usa and then uh and and then i think i went straight to amazon because i was like yeah i don't know about this so i i bought not the cheapest one i could find on amazon like the one i bought was still made out of wood uh but it still wasn't the best So. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, it was funny is I looked at the website too and I saw a lot of Kadamas for like $50 and some were like $100 and I was talking to my wife and she's like, are you sure you want to spend this much money on a, on this? Why don't you just go back to that toy shop? He said he had some other ones there. And so when I was talking to him initially, he was saying that he had, so one of his employees or coworkers uh, was a pro and they had some pro mods. I cannot tell you who that guy is. I never never got a name. But yeah. they had like some pro mods that they said they were pro mods. Um, I believe they were like first gen or second gen Kadama USA pro mods because they came in like this cylinder case. Okay. And my all I remember is mine was like a, a matte blue color. And I played with that for probably a good six months or so before I placed my first order with uh, Kadama USA. And then when we placed the order, it was like $200 worth because I got like one of 
every Kadama they had outside of like the, the Mugens that were like a hundred dollars. I didn't want to spend that much at that time. But like I got my wife one and then I got a couple and I got a mini and just to try out different shapes and see what I liked the most. And then, uh, yeah, it's a, and then my wife ended up never really playing Kadama. So I just acquired hers and I believe hers was a, like the Emerald Chrome or Chrome. Um, it was like uh, a mahogany colored tin and then a green Tama. It was pretty, okay. pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny because it seems like our stories have those similarities because, uh, you know, obviously you get this new thing that, like, my wife had never seen it, so... You know, I, I gave it to her to mess around with, and I, the first day I got it, I messed around with it, messed around with it, couldn't get it on the spike, big cup, small cup, nothing. It was like a Kendama USA uh, cherry wood one with like super small cups, and uh, her first try, she lands it in the big cup, and I know this is petty as fuck, but one of my initial split second thoughts was this isn't for me. I'm going to toss that thing. <laughs> That's so funny. But also like I, I didn't know that uh, most of them came right handed. So when I learned that learned how to restring it to be left handed, like that changed my whole passion for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's funny that she landed the big cup. Was she the first one in the household to land it? Yep, and I was pissed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, fiancé grabbed it, tossed it up a couple times, and she just, like, handed it back to me. She, she didn't want anything to do with it. Nice. Nice. Well, uh... Um... So you got into it in 2014, and then, uh... When did you decide you wanted to, uh, like, start making products Kendama-related, or how did Dama On come about? Um, I mean, it's a, a bit of a long story, but initially I started a YouTube channel called Mindless Minutes, and my vision was to um, interview players because I, uh, when I got the first Kadama, I was living in Washington. And then uh, a couple of years, 2015, we moved to Las Vegas. Now, moving to Las Vegas, I knew there was a lot of pros that lived here. So Kevin DeSoto, Dave Mateo, um, there was like Takashi and Casey. There's a whole bunch of really good players here. Yeah. And they had a pretty good team. So I, I moved down here and then maybe a, a six months to a year later, I started that YouTube channel thinking I was going to start interviewing a lot of people and just kind of have like a, a good mythical morning style show where I'm just in front of a camera and it's kind of like a, almost like a, a talk show, if you will. And then at, so long story short, uh, this one person that was at a, an event owned Ryzen Kadamas and he was making polyurethane resin Kadamas and I interviewed them on my channel, and then they um, 
I just struck up a conversation with them and talking to them about maybe taking over their social media accounts. And uh, we just, you know, became friends and I uh, took over the social media accounts and I got them up to like 1,500 followers within a week. Damn. And then a couple months down the road, he goes, hey, would you like to purchase Ryzen Kadamas from us? Um, the son just didn't play anymore. He started he started making Kadamas because his son was into it. So I, uh, I purchased the, the brand from him. And then I ran the brand for uh, a little bit, probably like two years or so. Uh, it was just a huge roller coaster ride. Um, there was some drama um, along with the brand, and I didn't really realize it. So I needed to figure out a way to get away from that brand, but I knew that I still wanted to produce products. Um, I went to business school and I went to the Art Institute of Seattle. And um, the only thing I ever wanted to do was own a company and run it. And that would be my daily job is running that business. Yeah. So I, my wife started working at a embroidery and screen printing company. And they had a discount for employees who get stuff made. So I was talking to a couple people about like a streetwear brand. And um, I can get the clothes printed, uh, screen printed for really cheap. And I can get the hats made, too, and there was no minimums and no setup fees or anything. So I came up with the idea of starting Dama On as just like a clothing streetwear brand because I noticed within the Kandami uh, community, each brand has a couple shirts, but the shirts were kind of plain and something that I really wouldn't wear. And so I saw a hole or a gap in the market where I wanted to fill it. So we just started producing uh, products that way. Uh, I got a small business loan, and we sponsored um, the MKO, the last MKO before they switched over to NAKO. And we made all the event shirts for them. We got featured in GQ Magazine that same year. Um, really? And, yeah, we were doing some pretty good stuff. But, um, and then we just started blowing up, and my product is almost in every state, and it's in that, now in, like, seven countries, and uh, the clothing s- sales dipped for some reason, and we were trying to make new product a new product, but um, we would sell, like, a couple this day and a couple that day, and I was talking to other brand owners, and I was asking them about their clothing sales, and they said the same thing. It was like, you know, they get a shirt sale every so often and that's not really where the money's at. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, after we, a couple bad business decisions and, um, you know, maybe a year and a half down the road, we decided that we wanted to produce our own Kadamas. Um, but we know, we knew from future or from previous, uh, events, we, we didn't want to just came, come out with a factory-made shape and slap our logo on it. Yeah. The community doesn't respond well to that kind of uh, behavior. So we just, you know, really went on the, in the drawing board, and uh, I had someone draw up our first shape, and it was uh, kind of a homage to uh, where we started. Most of my players on my team... We all started around the same time and some a couple years before I started. 
and we were all used to the OG shape, um, smaller cups, you know, a little bit longer handle, finger, yeah. and then the Tama would be like a 60, 60 millimeter Tama, some, you know, traditional style Kendama that we all grew up on. Yeah. So that's why I came out with a V1, it was, we called it the retro edge, so it's like a retro feel to it, and then the edge part comes with a little slip ring, we have an edge on the slip ring to help you with the juggles and different tricks like that. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, I, I had a, a couple uh, questions when you were going through the history there, uh, just for my own uh, questioning purposes. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so the Kendama quote-unquote company that you took over, um, you said they were resin Kendamas? Were they yeah, like the ghost pens? Yeah, so the way they, they did it, the guy that uh, started the brand for his son, he worked in uh, like casting products, and that was like his business for a long time. So he was really familiar with the whole process of mold making and, and product making out of resin. So uh, it was like a two-part. Um, so each individual part on the Kadama, the Tama, the Serato, and the, the, the Chen, Mm-hmm. All had its own silicone mold, and then we just did a two-part epoxy, uh, polyurethane resin, not epoxy, but we did a two-part resin, and then we add some color into that, swirl it up, and then pour it into the things, and, and about 10, 15 minutes later, you you had a, a part. Um, then, then the downfall with that is when I started that, that's really when taps and juggles and stuff really took off. Yeah. people would take the Kadama and it's made out of resin so it's not wood it's not as durable you know they would drop it they would uh, do space locks the juggles are capped and a piece would break mm-hmm. and then it, it got too expensive to keep on replacing these parts so, and then we started to branch out and start and started doing wood Kadamas and then I started hydro dipping Tamas um different designs and stuff like that nice did you uh did you ever get to play uh one of those ghost kens because i remember seeing those on the fkc for people who don't know that's facebook kendama community uh i remember seeing those on the fkc when i first started which was like october 2018 and then i think they closed shop like shortly after that uh but was it like one of those or was it completely different um i don't know firsthand because i never i haven't seen one in person yeah um i i don't know if they're using a resin or is it or if it's like a a softer plastic type deal that you can put in a wood lathe and you can just lay it down um but, you know, there was the other brand, Rez Kadamas, um, and he was doing the resin Kadamas uh, years before Ryzen came around, and he perfected the uh, the art of making Kadamas, and, you know, right now, to this day, those are something like the most sought-after Kadamas, because um, maybe like a year year or so ago, they, uh, they closed down shop as well. It was just, you know, taking too much time, and 
and probably the fumes weren't so good. He was saying that he needed to work on his health, so yeah, they stopped doing that. And I, I just really think it's a good idea to stay away from any gimmicky type kadama, like uh, you know resin or blue. I mean, not with the metal and stuff like that, or the light um, up ones. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've seen aluminum ones, and they're cool. Um, I really wouldn't ever play it because they're super heavy and, and quite dangerous. It's more like a, a shelf piece, you know, like a collector's item. Yeah. Um, and, the res- and the resin ones, they can break because it's resin. You know, it's a little harder for a hard wood to break. Now, if you have, like, a spectroply, which is just thin pieces of wood glued on top of each other, those can chip and break a little easier than the hard wood. But they're a lot more durable than yeah, the resin. Nice. Well, enough of my uh, selfish questions on that. And um, I did want to ask you though, what was appealing, ab- uh, like about the kendama? Like I said, it it kind of looked like a uh, uh, like a more interactive fidget spinner for me. And like, personally, I'm always like flipping my phone, TV remotes and stuff. And that's kind of what drew me in. But, uh, what would you say was the most appealing aspect to you when you got started? Um, I mean, that's, that's a good question. You know, I would say like, same with you. I, every time I had like a screwdriver in my hand, I would flip it, catch it. Um, I always, I was always interested in juggling, but I can never juggle. I just like that sort of, um, toy, like a yo-yo or juggling and stuff like that, skill toy. Yeah. Um, so when I got it, I, I was just kind of in a weird spot. You know, I was recently divorced. I, uh, didn't really have a lot of stuff going and I, I just needed something to pass my time. You know, I was gardening a lot, um, and it was perfect. It was a perfect toy to just kind of get me off my cell phone. Um, at that time, you know, I just deleted all social media. I just kind of wanted to take some time for myself and kind of reflect on things and, and really work on myself. So it was a really, it was a good coping tool, um, personally. I stopped playing video games and I, I started working out walking and, and going on trails and stuff like that a lot more. And I would take my Kadama with me and I would stop in a pretty cool spot, film a trick. And then it was kind of like a, a high, you know, I, I would get a dopamine hit every single time I would land a trick. Oh, for and, sure. And um, I was just chasing that. Like I wanted to progress and I wanted to master tricks. And mind you, I was playing by myself for years, and I wasn't even on uh, Facebook or Instagram, so I didn't even know there was a community out there of people that were doing it, you know. Um, so I was just solely doing it by myself for a long time, and and then I just I started the Instagram up again, and uh, I brought my Kadama at work, and I was just playing with it all the time at work, and. And I just, you know, started posting on Instagram and found out about these, the, the community and there's a lot of other people out there. And one of the very first people that I met online was uh, Wes Saunders. And he, you know, he plays till this day and he's one of the, one of the people that helped run the Facebook Kadama community. And uh, I would see him post all the time at work and it was just like me. So I just kind of fed off that and I, I started posting more often and, 
I just started growing a little fan base and, and then what I decided is uh, we wanted to move out of Washington. I knew Las Vegas was going to be a good fit because we had an opportunity for me to transfer to Washington and, uh, I mean, to Las Vegas. And I saw all these people online. They're, you know, they're going to camps. They were, um, they were uh, hanging out, doing road trips, playing Kadama. And it just was super appealing to me. Um, most of my life I was a skateboarder and a rollerblader. Yeah. So that little, uh, that mentality or the, the uh, like the family, it's pretty much like a family. You go there, you know all the people and you're interacting and it's just, I really like that environment. So I, uh, I was really drawn to it. Nice. Uh, would you say that the, uh, the Mac Wiggle and for those who don't know, it's a, a very special, very difficult dance to nail and perfect over time, but it is a Mac signature. Would you say that that is the result of the uh, dopamine rush that you get when landing a trick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny, like, I'm not a great dancer, and uh, I always just made fun of people that were dancing at, like, parties and stuff, so I always came up on with my own little dance moves, and I, uh, I I've been doing it for years now, but I never really named it or anything, and um, I would land a trick, and then I would, like, celebrate at the, after, because, you know, a lot of the time when you're filming a trick, you'll be sitting there for 45 minutes, an hour, and you're missing and missing and missing and missing, and then when you finally land that trick, your back's hurting, your knees hurt, you're sweating head to toe. I mean, I needed to do something at the end. Instead of just slamming my Kadama down like a lot of people do, I just started to kind of do this weird little wiggle, and... It really blew up and turned into something, and it was it was the funniest thing to me because I saw all those people, you, yourself included, just doing a doing the wiggle, their own interpretation of the wiggle after they laced them, and it's just you know a lot of people take take it taking them very seriously, and yeah, a lot of the time I feel self conscious about posting online. Um, Same. So I just kind of take a little bit of the attention off myself and more on my weird dad dance moves. Yeah. And it just, like, I got a little animation of myself doing a, you know, someone made an animation of myself doing the wiggle, and and they called him Cake Lord, and we we made some stickers of it, and I've seen people all over the world now do the wiggle, and it's just, it's so funny to me. You know, the funniest thing, um, because during the month of February, there's a thing called 28 Tricks Later, and it's where you have to uh, post a video of a trick every day uh, doing a new trick. But um, that's when I started attempting the Mac Wiggle. And uh, yeah, so I had started doing that at the end of my videos you know, attributing it to you and hashtagging Mac Wiggle and everything. Uh, but the funny thing is, when I posted it on Instagram, 
there were some people who were legitimately pissed off when I stopped doing it after the month of February. Like people who <laughs> didn't know that I got that from you would comment on my posts and say, why did you stop doing the dance? Yeah, I mean, it's turned into like this little thing. Like I said, it's, it's hilarious. You know, we had a little contest and we, uh, we hosted a couple of things. Um, I, I mean, it's, I had this one guy and he's the one that came up with the name and he goes, Knack Wiggle, and, and it's just kind of stuck. So, I mean, if you go out there, if you're listening to this, you can go on Instagram and hashtag Mac Wiggle, M-A-C-W-I-Z-G-L-E, and uh, you'll see all the Mac Wiggle posts. You know, it's been since, like, I haven't posted a lot recently. I've been really focused on advertising for the brand and uh, getting all that uh, worked out. But, mm-hmm. I mean... People were like, dude, you haven't done a wiggle in a while. I, I need to see a wiggle. And, and it brings such a joy to people's lives. And and I really love that about it. It's like, break the monotony a little bit. You know, you're watching this guy and he's landing this trick and you don't know what's going to come up. And then at the end, boom, he does this weird dance move. And and a lot of the time I'm listening to a, a record, a, I collect vinyl records and I'll just put a random record in, record in and I'll be like air doing an air guitar and just kind of like I got to shake off the jitters a little bit because I'm I'm filming myself and I know that people are going to see and I get self-conscious like I said before and it just helps me break that barrier and then focus a little bit more on the trick versus focus on the people watching me. Yeah, well then I think part of the reason I... uh, enjoyed it so much is because you watch these whether it's clips or edits um there is a definite cool factor in a lot of them when it comes to the music and the editing and everything like that and uh you know usually after someone lands a trick they'll either uh you know throw the kendama super far also known as yeet yeeting the kendama or uh you know they just act like they hadn't been trying it for 45 minutes like they're super stoic and everything and like personally i don't know if you've watched uh any of my other videos or clips but i impulsively when i land the trick look at the camera like yeah a bolt of lightning look and i'm fucking stoked and you can see it in my eyes uh yeah yeah, you just gotta make sure that camera is rolling i get that yeah but that's that's kind of like my thing because i'm uh you know i've never really been a a cool guy you know despite the the tattoos and being a musician and everything i've never been able to uh set into that role of being cool and whatnot so when i saw you doing the mac wiggle i was like that's me that's that's how i feel i'm just not doing it but that's how i feel when i land the trick yeah yeah it's a little celebratory thing i mean just a lot of people take things too seriously in life and definitely you, you can't take life too seriously you gotta have fun and enjoy it so 
And if I, if I could bring a smile to someone's face by watching my video, even maybe the tricks aren't that the greatest, but I made someone's day. And most of the time when I post it, I'll get DMs and people are like, dude, you know, I've been having a really tough week this week and I really need that Mac wiggle. Thank you so much. And then like that kind of, that kind of stuff just makes my day and, yeah. and it just pushes me even further. You know, I, I wanted to be a brand owner that was out there with the community, talking to people. You know, I personal message thousands of people. If someone follows me on Instagram, I'll go on there and I'll like, hey, hey, thanks for the follow. And then, you know, start, uh, strike up a conversation with them. And I don't know them. I don't know their story. But, you know, we have this common interest. And, you know, why not be uh, open and just talk to people? You know, it, it might make their day. And maybe if they're having a rough time, you can help them out, and uh, I, you know, I'm really grateful that Kadama's in my life because I probably I wouldn't be the person I am today. You know, I've been playing for nearly seven years, like mm-hmm. six, pushing seven years now, and uh, it's helped me a lot. You know, if I if I feel a little depressed or down on whatever's going on, I I'll put it out there on Facebook. I'll play some Kadama, and then most of my Kadama friends are the ones. They're like, hey, you know, tough days come, you know, they're not going to be here forever. Just, you know, they try to brighten my day up and, you know, I love it. Uh, I got so many, so many friends across the world because of this little wooden boy and it's, it's amazing. Well, yeah, that's how uh, you and I got connected. I saw one of your posts and, um, you know, you and I uh, just kind of connected and started talking about uh you know certain things we had in common and then that went to uh kendama but yeah it's just it's it's crazy how it's like its own little world yet i could go around playing all day and have to explain it to tons and tons of people you know what i mean like you go to the facebook kendama community and it seems like there's just this whole fucking world and then you come out of that and it's like you have the most rare skill toy on earth you know exactly you know like on day-to-day life most people don't know what a kendama is I'll bring, I bring my Kadama everywhere. We go grocery shopping. I'm Same. walking up and down the aisles and I'm playing Kadama. Um, you know, I'm paying for my product. I send it Western Union and I'm at, I'm at the grocery store and the lady's like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, and I kind of laugh because it sounds ridiculous on yeah. paper, but if you're in the community and within the, the world, it's not so ridiculous. So I'm talking to a lady and I'm, I'm 33. She's looking at me like, you, you play with toys? And I'm like, yeah, I play with toys. And, <laughs> I, and I, I enjoy myself. Yeah, people I always mean, uh, get a good laugh when I'm talking to them about it and I say that, uh, you know, I'll go so hard that I'll start fucking sweating. And people always think that's the funniest thing on earth because they associate, you know, sweating with working hard and... Uh, you know, working out and shit like that. But uh, anybody who plays Kendama takes it seriously and like really tries to level up all the time, you know, 
that it fucking kicks your ass for sure. Well, especially if you're you're using your knees like yeah. you're supposed to. And imagine if you're going for a trick for like 45 minutes and you're trying to get it on film. You're doing squats essentially for 45 minutes. Yep. My lower back, my legs, you know, I it, everything starts to hurt and then you, you just push yourself to get that trick. And it's a really good uh, exercise tool too, to be honest with you. Like every day after work, for years, I would sit there for an hour, kind of outside the kitchen, talk to my wife while she was making dinner, and and uh, I would just sit there and practice for about an hour every single day, and I did that for a long time, and, you know, it is a workout. I, I start sweating head to toe, and especially in the summertime, I can't film outside when it's 115 degrees out. So I gotta yeah. find somewhere in my house that's kind of quiet, which there isn't because I have two small children. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a it's a hassle, but it's fun. Yeah, I know how you feel, man. It's been uh, it's been pretty warm in Colorado this summer, and as much as like I love playing outside, it seems like the lighting and everything about playing outside just uh, you know it's incredible, but in the middle of the day, in the middle of summer, it's just, it's impossible to play outside. Definitely is. Uh, so back to, uh, back to Dama on, um, so you started, you started it as a clothing company and then you, uh, you kind of teamed up with a Kendama company and you were working side by side with them. Uh, was that, uh, kind of like a uh like just a building relationship you know like you partnered with them and kind of got your feet under you and then separated and uh when did your own thing and you don't have to like tell the whole story or anything but as far as uh you know on this podcast I talked to a lot of people about marketing and whatnot and uh you know just establishing relationships to not only put yourself deeper into the community, but to also, you know, put yourself forward. Like everybody's trying to, uh, you know, progress. So would you say that's, that was kind of a partnership that you obtained to uh, push the brand forward? Um, or was it just yes kind of no. a coincidence? So- no, uh, see, the owner of the brand was on our team, um, Kyle from Evo Kadamas. Um, he turns amazing Kadamas, and he was a he was a follower of mine for a long time, and and so he did. He kind of just wasn't making any Kadamas, and uh, when he was on my team, and he brought some to MKO, we all got to like handle it, and and they're they're amazing Kadamas. And so I, we just kind of helped, started helping him out, and we were boosting up his brand, and he was making some product, and we were listing them on our website, and then we just kind of came up with the idea of just, why don't we just merge both brands? He handles all the Kadama side of things, and I'll handle all the clothing side of things. And we just split responsibilities, and I mean, it, everything was working out great. Um, 
we just, you know, bump heads. There's too many chefs in the kitchen, you know, yeah. and then we decided just to part ways. And, I mean, there's no bad blood uh, between us, and I wish him well. Yeah. Um, we just, we decided he wanted to go more down the hand turn Kadama route, which is, which is great. And we knew that we wanted to continue with a Kadama, like a factory named Kadama, but our own shape. Yeah. Um, it was gonna, it was gonna take some time and it was gonna take some money, but you know, we waited probably about seven months, eight months, close to a year after the split up and, uh, our team and I were just talking and we're like, okay, are we going to, you know, drop our own cadavers? What's going on? The clothing sales kind of dipped. And, uh, so yeah, we just decided to produce a Kadama and, um, we wanted to be our own brand and develop something together as a team. And, um, you know, we, we decided that the, change it up a little bit and go more the, the retro-themed route. Um, I'm a toy collector, and I've been collecting toys for a long time. And, you know, I was born in 87, so 80s and 90s yeah. stuff and themes and graphics, and that's, like, embedded in my brain. So, uh, you know, we just started coming up with different retro-themed stuff, and, you know, we just kind of ran with that. And uh, the community's been liking it so far. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, people, I know people definitely dug uh, the Dama on brand before, but I think making the Kendamas and everything has definitely blown it up. And as, as far as the Evo connection, I know it's hard to have, you know, two big companies under one roof. So it totally makes sense. And especially for, you know, you wanting to take your brand to that, next level it it makes sense that you would uh you know initially make the kendamas as well as the clothing um so back to the kendamas so the first one was retro the smaller cups you said it was a 60 millimeter tama yeah 60 millimeter tama and uh 20 millimeter bevel and then it was the Kim was about a hundred hundred and thirty millimeters. I mean, it was just like a standard shaped Kim, but it was our own design, our own shape. Um, we paid for the tooling, and then uh, our very first Kendama that we dropped was the, the retro. We just called it retro, and then um, it was it was a huge hit. Um, I had a lot of people hit me up. You know, I still have a lot of people in me up till this day. They're like, are you going to re-release the retro? Um, you know, it was a pretty cool colorway, and I, I'm i blessed to have the team that I have. Um, it's it's not just, it doesn't fall on my shoulders. We It's a team decision. So I really, I really emphasize in the beginning of doing this, you know, now I've, I've owned two brands and I've had multiple teams and a lot of people come and go throughout the years and I kind of I wanted to let my players have a little bit more responsibility and and I wanted to use their talents so we a couple of our players are extremely talented artists and um, you know we just all kind of work on it together and it's it's 
grew into like a family. We literally talk every single day, morning and night. You know, I uh, wake up, I'll, I'll say, we have a team group chat on uh, the morning and we just talk about the day and what's going on. And, you know, if you're having a rough time, we kind of talk to each other. And it's just, you know, it's it's been a really highlight of my Kadama um, history. Um, these past two years, Damahan is about two years old, a little over two years old. And uh, I think we'll, we're at three years on April, April 20th. Nice. Yeah, it, uh, it, it seems like the companies that uh, work along those lines definitely, you know, from the outside, it seems like they work a lot better, like, uh, you know, it seems like on suites, the the pros and the people on the team have more responsibilities and they're working in the shop and everything as opposed to Kendama USA, which I also love. But that seems more of like a, there's the warehouse and then there's the pros outside of it. Whereas like suites, a lot of those guys actually live in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and I, I took what I, I observed all the brands, I kind of t- took a little bit of notes from each one. Um, so I, I know that if you're running the team, the team has to be um, united. We can't have any bad eggs. Everybody that's on the team currently, you know, uh, I've had a couple of these players on both both teams they you know Derek Hendrickson he's one of my longest um, players you know he was on the Evo team and now he's on the Damon team yeah and everybody just you know, he's been around forever and everybody just blends really good you know sometimes we bump heads but it's really not nothing too serious and and we you know I put out an idea and I'm like hey what about we do this with the Tama and then some guys, you know, they speak up. They're like, well, no, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't like that. And I don't get offended at all. I really, I encourage it. I love it. You know, like, I don't know everything. Yeah. And uh, and I, we take a lot of information from the community. I started my own Facebook group, the uh, Damon community. And uh, you guys can join if you want to join. It, I'm it's a, a member. It's a place for us to advertise a little bit more for people that are not on Instagram. And I go on there a lot, and I'll post, like, hey, do you guys want to help me design a comma? Because, you know, inevitably, these people are the consumers. Yeah. Um, we got, like, 300 people on the Facebook group right now, and a lot of them are super loyal customers, and they buy every single product that comes out. But I like to have their input on what product that we, we should drop next. And then I'll release a Ken shape and then I'll get feedback from them. Like, okay, well, the spike's not long enough or the, the big cup hole is not deep enough or this and that. And I'll implement those changes in the next batch. And they're always evolving and always growing because you, you can't be stagnant. you got to change with the time. So exactly. if there's something that's not working, you just got to roll with it and make the changes and, and keep on growing. And, you know, we built a really nice little community, and we get a, a, a ton of feedback, and it's great. You know, the, the team aspect is um, is definitely key to 
running a successful brand nowadays. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I uh, haven't, uh, I didn't get my first uh, Dama on Kendama until a couple days ago. I, I purchased my first um, one of the all maple V3s. Uh, but I'm curious, are you, what's the difference between the, the V3 shape and like your V1 shape? And are you moving in the direction of like the, the shift boost C shape and then all of like Chrome shapes? Are you moving in that direction or are you going to try and, you know, stay within, uh, the area that you're in right now and just modify that? Um, did you purchase it with the Kadama with the, uh, the Jazzies? Did we drop them with the Jazzies? So you have the current shape, correct? Yeah, the uh, All Natty Maple uh, V3. Cool, yeah. Um, so to answer your question, we don't really like to compare ourselves to any brand. I don't want to get into the habit of being like, well, Sweets did this and we should copy them. I'm not trying to copy anybody. and We're, we're trying to do little more original things. Yeah, that the totally makes that sense. Currently, the shape that we have currently is almost our flagship shape. We made one change to the shape, and I believe it's going to be the shape that we're going to use for a, a, a good amount of time. Um, the current shape right now has the base cup hole. A lot of people like to call it the booty hole. Um, we didn't want to do a standard drill in hole and we wanted to do more of a concave, uh, almost looks like a nipple, um, booty hole. Yeah. So currently it's 15 millimeters from the base, from the bottom of the base cup inside. So 15 millimeters. We are finding that when you're trying to do a lunar, there's still a little bit of weight on the base cup, and it, it has a tendency to drop down when you're doing a lunar. There's a sweet spot to a lunar, and you can land lunars, but it's not as horizontal as we, we would like. So we increased that by 5 millimeters, so now it's going to be 20 millimeters deep to get a lot of that weight off the, the base cup but not taking too much weight off where it's going to affect the different, uh, the weights of the different parts. So uh, you got to make sure that the Tama and the can are weighted around the same weight. Uh, yeah. We bumped up from the, the first original shape was 60 millimeter Tama, and the sword was extended out a pretty long sword. It was 100 millimeters from the bottom of the Serato to the bottom of the base cup. And it was a little too long, and the, the, the booty hole wasn't deep enough, and the cups were too small. So with all that factor in, lunar, you couldn't, it was harder to do a lunar on that. So we know when everybody gets a new Kadama, or most people, they take the Kadama out, and they place it, and do they do a lunar right out the gate, and they'll just place it on there to check the lunar balance. Mm -hmm. And if the lunar balance is not the greatest, then... A lot of the time, people are they're going to shelf it and they're going to grab a different kadama. We definitely want to have a playable kadama and not just be a collector's item. So we bumped 
from the original shape, we bumped up the cups and we we increased the cups. We were we were satisfied with the sword length, but we wanted to beef up the cup some. And then we still had an issue with the, the booty hole being a little too uh, heavy. So the next shape, we shortened the sword a little bit. We beefed up the cups a, a smidge more to be competitive. And uh, now we have a pretty good Luna Balance Kodama, but it's still not quite there. The issue people don't understand is our manufacturers overseas. And we use the same manufacturer of sleeves, we use the same manufacturer of a lot of big brands. Yeah. And it takes about a month to get the product in hand from, you know, sending them. It just takes about a month to get it. So it, it's been a couple month process to get to this point, but this is the only way we can modify our pen shapes because there's minimums to everything. Yeah. So luckily we've been, we've been selling out every single drop and we're able to refund and modify things and pay for tooling. And now we have our new order coming out in September with a, a lighter base cup and it's just going to be uh, so much better. It's going to be our flagship Kadama, and I, I'm really excited for uh, things to come. Yeah, just to, uh, I'm a professional back tracker, uh, so I guess uh, I think I worded that wrong instead of, because I, I totally get what you're saying about comparing to uh other brands because you know it's like being in a band and being like oh we sound like green day or you know whatever but uh i guess i was just asking and you answered it if uh you were going in the direction of like bigger cups and and stuff like that because obviously you know you don't want to copy anybody's shape you want to do your own thing um i just know that it it seems like all the companies are moving in the direction of bigger cups and whatnot. Yeah, it became a, a standard practice nowadays. Yeah. And we got a lot of good reviews on the first shape that we dropped. You know, a lot of people uh, are OZ players and they've been playing for a long time and they're used to those shapes. And they're really good uh, doing gunslingers a certain tricks they're really good at but the uh, lunars were still lacking. Yeah. So to answer your question, we are going to go into more of the, the bigger cup realm, but yeah. we're still going to try to do the best that we can to keep it as original as possible. You know, Kajama as a whole has been around for a long, long time. Yeah. And there's not so many things that you can do that is going to be uh, original. It's just... That's just the way it is, you know. The Kadama Federation, they've been around for 40-plus years, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a Japanese skill toy, and in Japan, it's it's like their football or their baseball. It's it's a lifestyle for them. And, you know, we, we don't want to go too big where it's not going to fit into the box, so when you compete, you can't compete with a Dama on. Yeah. We still want to. We want to have. There's 
you know there's standards to all the shit. You can't go too big. And and when you get into the really big cups or the gimmicky type stuff where you're painting inside the cups with silicone or uh, clear coat, mm-hmm. that gets into the realm of cheating. And it's just like it's good for a beginner, like practice Kadama to learn these tricks. Yeah. But it's not good for a competition wise. And a lot of those Kadamas you're not going to be able to use in competition. So you, we need to have something that's going to be competitive with the market that we currently are in. We we are gaining a lot more fans, a uh, lot more players during the pandemic. Then you know, there's a lot of new faces out there, and all the all these new players are are accustomed to this new standard of kadama. So if we're not in there with a kadama, a kadama that's comparable to everybody else, then we're gonna we're not gonna succeed. So it's kind of like I said before, you got to keep on changing and evolving, or you're just gonna be left behind. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just because uh, it's the shape that was most recent when I started playing, but uh, I still really love the uh, the prime shapes and the shift and slim shapes, um, but some people might argue this point but personally i do believe that uh it is possible to have cups that are too big and yeah there, there's definitely some i'm not gonna put the company on blast who does I'm it not, but yeah, i'm not gonna name names but there's some brands yeah. out there that are cups are a little too too ridiculous yeah. you know there, there's a fine line yeah, definitely. Um, so I do want to talk to you. We kind of talked a little bit about it before uh, we started the podcast, but um, you were telling me that next month you're going to be dropping your guys's first pro model. Yeah, that's correct. Um very excited for it. We've been dropping little breadcrumbs for the last couple months. Um, so I didn't want to play favoritism between my players. Yeah. You know, some have been with me for a long time. Some of, some of my players have been with me for about a year and some six months. So I just kind of picked people at random and I gave each month. I'm like, your pro month's coming out this month, yours is this month, and so on and so forth. And we have a a guide, a clear um, path of what we're going to do each month. And next month is going to be our very first pro mod drop. I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm super excited for my player. Um, I won't I won't say who, but if you go on to our social media at Dom on Clothing, you'll see that uh, you'll see some breadcrumbs, and uh, you'll get it. You'll put two two together, but. Um, you know, I just kind of took, like I did before, I kind of talked to the community and kind of picked their brains on different players. And this person, a lot of players have been saying, we've been waiting for this specific person's pro mod to drop, drop for years now. So, you know, we worked together and we designed this, uh, this Kadama and it's going to be, uh, our very first one. It's, it's, in our very first time using Ash. Um, Hell yeah. I don't want to go too much into details, but this player is going to have an exclusive swag pack. 
um, each one, and it's going to be, um, you know, exclusive to his brand. And then, um, yeah, it's just, you know, just make sure to go out and support the, the players because I'm giving every player on my team uh, a portion of the profits. So they're going to be receiving some of the money from each of their Kadama sales, and it's going to help them out, and it's going to help uh, put the brand out. You know, and another thing I've been doing is I've been, uh, when when we drop a player mod, I'm, I'm buying these guys GoPros. That's um, awesome. So they can get out there and film for us. You know, some people only film on their phone, and that's cool, but, you know, a lot of people don't have a couple hundred dollars to go drop on a GoPro. A lot of people are living from paycheck to paycheck, so if I could take a little bit of the sting off them and purchase one for them it's going to help the brand and it's going to help us you know help them um you know it's, it's a win-win situation and, and it gives them more of an excitement to go out there and and really you know uh film and be as active as possible and I, I don't put a lot of pressure on my players to to post or be active or to compete you know it's just kind of like a a fluid motion if it happens it happens i'm not I'm not too critical, and they can play other Kadamas and stuff like that. I mean, I don't want them to feel like it's a job. I want them to enjoy what they're doing and, and have fun. I mean, that's the most important thing. Well, yeah, and those uh, the POV edits are getting more and more popular, you know, the GoPro edits and stuff. Uh, personally, I can't afford a GoPro, so I went the uh, super cheap route and got a like a little head strap thing that can hold my phone and it does like pov videos the only problem is i have uh an iphone xs max so it's yeah. uh it's a little heavy on the head when i'm trying yeah. to land a trick yeah yeah see and that's part of the, the thing i was thinking because if we want to drop team edits, uh, everybody has a different camera. Yeah. So if they're all using the, the same camera, then if they're all using, oh my daughter just came in the room. If they're, if they're all using the same camera, then the footage is going to be the same and yeah. it's going to be really helpful for edits and everything. Yeah. A lot cleaner for sure. Yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. My uh, three-year-old bro broke into my uh, studio. Oh, no worries. So tell me a little bit about uh, Dama for a Cause. We're dropping a line of Kadamas called Dama for a Cause. And we're going to let our players pick one organization that is special to them in some way. Um, so the first one's going to be dropped in October. And we are going to be donating 50% of the profits to the organization of their choice. And um, the first one is going to be very special to one of our players. Um, and it's it's going to be a, a really good thing all around. Um, yeah, we're going to, we'll have like, we'll, we'll keep on doing it. And there's going to be different organizations that will donate to, but we just wanted to give back and, in a way, because I know a lot of people out there struggle with different things, whether it be, you know, suicide prevention or um, cancer or, 
Alzheimer's or anything like that. So if we can give back and make an impact in someone's life, you know, that's, that's everything to me and to my, my players. So, um, I'm, I'm really excited and I'm blessed to be in this position that I am to really give back, um, to different communities all over. Um, you know, I've been, I've been contemplating starting like a YouTube channel called just community cleanup where I go around and I clean up, um, different communities around Las Vegas. You know, people do, the city does a pretty good job, but there's still sections of the city where it's dirty. And I, you know, I kind of want to get back instead of sitting around not doing anything. I go out there with a trash grabber for an hour and I'll pick up a couple bags of trash and just kind of help out and make someone else's day a little bit better. Damn, man, that's, that's awesome. It sounds, it sounds like, uh, Dama An's gonna be something crazy special for sure. Yeah, and I don't want it to feel like a gimmicky marketing ploy or anything like that. No, no, I know. We want, no, I, I'm just for the listeners at home right now. We we do honestly care, and there's there's things that we can do within our power to help and. Like I said before, you know, the community is so large. Facebook Kadana community has 10,000 plus members, and it's all over the world. So if someone, they're playing the Kadana anyways, so in, in a little way, they're helping out by buying the Kadama that they're already going to play and love, and then a portion of their money is going to be donated. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a really great opportunity for, for a lot of people, and I hope uh, people really, really enjoy what we're going to be uh, putting out there. And I'm very excited for the player that designed it and, and the backstory on it. And um, I'm, hopefully, I'm hopefully going to fly over to where they're at to present this to the person that it's dedicated to. And and we're going to film a little edit. And and we dedicated this, this the first one to a specific person. And and their story is is pretty um, pretty uh, awesome, um, but yeah, I'm just I'm really thankful to be in this position. Hell yeah, that's awesome, man. So uh, as far as the future goes, uh, you have these good cause damas coming out. You have your first pro model coming up. Uh, are there any any other plans for the future that you would like to share or uh, are there any goals that you're uh, shooting for? You know, maybe not in the, the near future, but just in the future general, like what is your goal, specific goal to Dama on that you would like to achieve? Well, right now I'm solely focused on producing a, really solid product um we have a timeline and things mapped out for the next five six months and we have some really cool kadamas coming out um as some of you know we have a blue clues themed kadama dropping in the month of september uh those are going to be maple maple cans and beach amas 
and it's a really cool design, and it's got like a paw print on top. You know, like I was saying before, I'm a kid of the 90s, and I grew up watching Blues Blues, and it seems like a lot of the players are around the same age as me. And um, so for goals, you know, I just, I don't want to think too far ahead. I want to live in the moment. I don't want to forget where where we were and where we're going. Um, you know, I would like to be eventually in a retail location or a, a warehouse of our own to work out of. Currently, I'm doing everything out of my this little studio that I built in my garage and it's going to work for years you know I'll be able to work out of this for a long time but the a couple things that I'm going to personally do is um possibly in the next couple months I'm going to quit my day job and focus solely on Domahan you know it's very hard to juggle a full-time job a business being a father and a husband all at the same time certain things have to get pushed to the side because yeah. I just don't have enough time in the day. I don't want to neglect my children or my wife and I don't want to ruin or throw away what I've built so far. So the only logical thing is to just quit my day job and do this full time. Luckily, I'm in the position that I am that if I wasn't working, we can still pay the bills and everything's still going to be taken care of for my children. But it allows me, especially in the day and age that we are currently with this COVID situation, all my, my daughter is going to be homeschooled now and we don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah. My wife works from home and she's on the computer. So someone is going to need to help out with our three-year-old. We have uh, almost 10-year-old. Her birthday is in a couple days, August 23rd. She's nearly 10 years old. And, you know, she does a really great job helping out um, during the day while my my wife is working. You know, my wife has a job where she can get up and she can help out also. It's not fully on my daughter's shoulders. But when she's focused on school, there's going to be someone I'm going to need to be there. So it's going to be a win-win for everybody. I, I get to spend more time with my family, and I get to dedicate a little bit more time to Dama on and, and my family, and it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot less stressful. Right now it's, it's very stressful when you've got a couple hundred Kadamas and you got to sit there and restring them and weigh them up and, and package, and then you have to do your full-time job, and you got to balance your, your family life. And, and I just, I don't want things to be half-assed. I want things to be done correctly and uh, the best of my capabilities. So that's the, the main goal uh, right now is just me doing this full-time. Um, and then eventually I would like to be able to travel around to different events. When there's, you know, when the pandemic's over, hopefully Kadama goes back to normal and they have events across the country. And hopefully I can be able to travel to those, to those events and uh, be the face of the brand and so locally and meet different players and connect with the old, you know, fans that I've met over the years through the internet and still haven't met in person. And uh, I would, would like to be able to go and uh, sell at different uh, local venues here in Las Vegas. We've got a first Friday every 
the first Friday of every month, there's a big uh, arts festival, and people go out and vend on the street over here in downtown Las Vegas. And then there's farm, farmer's markets all over the place. So I know it's kind of a random thing to sell at a farmer's market, but, you know, if we, we're the only toy company at the farmer's market and someone comes up but, and they have children and they need something to occupy their kids so they can go around and look, because I know how difficult it is to be able to go shop and have your kids constantly be like, yeah, look at this, look at this, and then they're, you know, they're bored and they want to do something. So we go to a farmer's market and I can teach these kids, you know, pull spike or, you know, hopefully get them intrigued because Kadama is great. It's an anti-technology toy. A lot of the kids nowadays are not gaining skills. A lot, you know, most of them just hanging out zoned out on a tablet or a laptop or TV or video games. And, and then they're not gaining the skills that previous generations gained. And it's, it saddens me. And if I can help be a positive influence in someone's life, then, you know, it's, it's going to be rewarding and it's, you know, it's going to, it's going to make an impact on that kid's life. And hopefully they can grow from Kadama and, be the best person they can possibly be that's what i'm talking about man that uh you know when you're not engaging in something like uh kendama or music you know you some people do play video games and they find passion in it but just that feeling of finding that thing that you connect with wholeheartedly like that to me is what my life is all about. You know, when I decided I wanted to be a musician and I started playing the drums and whatnot, like I, I couldn't stop. It was all I thought about all I, you know, it was my everything and it still is my everything. But you know, if you're, uh, you're staring at social media and all you're doing is comparing what you have to other people and watching how other people are living their lives, you're not, um, you don't get to have that. Yeah. You don't get to have that rewarding, uh, you know, feeling and passion inside you. So, uh, you know, a farmer's market is, uh, I think that would be really cool. I mean, retail stores, obviously, you know, the pinnacle of, like sales, but as far as getting people into it and whatnot, um, I think the farmer's yeah. market and art, uh, you said it's like a monthly art show. Yeah, exactly. It's called first Friday downtown Las Vegas. Um, a lot of different people, they, you know, they make necklaces or jewelry or, you know, paintings and stuff like that. And they go down there and they, they sell and there's food vendors and bars and stuff like that. It's a really cool uh, festival that it's mostly at nighttime, but it's a pretty cool little thing. So if you're in Las Vegas around the first of uh, the month, you know, check it out. And you know, a lot of things, a lot of people hit me up. They know I'm from Las Vegas, and they, they may be coming here, maybe because their family's dragging them along or they're on vacation, and they hit me up like, "Hey, is there a Kadama shop in Las Vegas?" Mm-hmm. And there's a couple places that sell Kadamas. There's not like a skill toy shop. You know, currently we we uh, we all get together at this dance studio called District Arts. And it's a great venue and it's a cool place. But 
uh, it's not a it's not a skill toy or a kendama shop. And yeah. I know that a solely kendama shop is not going to make enough to survive. So that's why I was trying to slowly start implementing different skill toys. Um, I got a couple of things in the works right now. I've been, you know, contemplating getting some juggling balls, um, especially like two. So because, you know, Kadama, you can juggle. So if you can work on just juggling with balls first in, in one hand, you can get the motion down with Kadama. So it's kind of a, like a training tool. And it just kind of snowballs from there. And, but, you know, that's, that's down, that's years down the road where I'm thinking about getting that retail location because it's a big step and you have to make sure that you have enough money to pay for the lights and pay for things. You know, it's, it's a big commitment and I don't personally want to take out a huge business loan and have to stress out to pay the loan back. You know, that small business loan that I talked about, I, I got a $6,000 loan and I paid it off and everything's paid off and I don't have any debt and I just I pay everything in cash I you know no credit cards or anything and I just want to keep it that way because um, I don't want to bury myself and the last thing I want is this toy this beautiful gift that I have to turn into a stressor I don't want to be stressed out over making enough sales for the month or anything so so, I mean, a long period of time, I will be doing it out of my house. And and then if the day comes that I can open up a retail shop, I mean, that would be amazing. And I always picture my, in the summertime, my daughter, she'll come, she can help out, you know, uh, sell kadamas. I can be in the back doing business type stuff. And, and, you know, instead of sending them to a daycare, she can learn a skill and get a room from a TV or a laptop and, and we can have time to, you know, connect and grow together. And I, you know, a lot of that sort of aspect of it is really appealing to me. But it's got to be at the perfect time and a, and a perfect, you know, location and everything. And it's just going to take time. You know, things in life, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And to what you said before is looking at social media and comparing yourself, you don't need to do that. These people, you don't know what they have in real life. What they're showing you on social media is not 100% true a lot of the time. They they fabricate things and they make themselves look a lot better than they, they currently are. Just focus on yourself and focus on your family and don't really worry about other people and what everybody else is doing. You know, just, just like that MacBook, it's embarrassing. And when thousands of people see it, and I'm sure some people laugh at me for it, but I'm enjoying myself, and, and it's making me happy, and it's making other people happy, so that that's only the only thing that matters. Nice, man. Yeah, I, I don't know that I have much to add to that. I think you uh, you pretty much summed it up. Uh, throw out your uh, social social media handles right now as we're talking about not comparing yourself on social media uh but yeah we are uh on instagram it's going to be at dama d-a-m-a underscore o-n so dama on you'll see our logo it's orange and green um and then facebook if you're on facebook and you're interested in joining our facebook group it's a smaller tight-knit group 
So like I said before, you know, the Facebook Kadam community has about 10,000 plus members, and it's a little overwhelming to post in there sometimes. So if you want a little more of a tight-knit community and um, somewhere where you feel safe in, in posting and there's no real guidelines on what you can and can't do, follow us. It's uh, Dama on Community, and that's on the Facebook groups. We also have a Facebook page, it's just Dama on Clothing Co. And then our website is uh, Dama on Clothing at com. I almost said our email. But uh, yeah, check us out. We got a lot of stuff going right now. We have different clothing on our website. Uh, we got kids' clothing. We're working on our um, women's clothing line. And then uh, we got aprons and mugs and different stuff like that. We try to uh, shuffle uh, our product out a lot. Uh, we don't want anything to get too stale. So, uh, you know, we just, we just dropped some Dumb On branded Spectrify coasters. You got a four pack of those. Uh, those are really cool. Handmade by a buddy of mine. And uh, it goes to a good cause. Helps him out. You know, I, I listed these products on my website for free. I'm not taking any money off it because I want to, I want to elevate my my friends, my family too. You know, I, these people, yeah. my players, like I said before, uh, you know, Sarah helps me with the designs, and I make sure she's comp- compensated for everything that she does. And and then Derek Hendrickson helps out helps us a lot with our clothing designs. Um, he's the man behind a lot of our designs and. You know, and I compensate him also, and it's just, I want to be able to make sure everybody is eating and not starving. I don't want to be the only person eating, if that makes sense. Totally. And, uh, you know, I've said it in the intro of many episodes here at the Don't Start a Band podcast, but even if you're not, you know, the biggest Kendama player or whatever, Definitely check out DamaOnClothing.com because, uh, you know, even if you're not into Kendama or it's just, you know, a little side thing you like to do for fun every now and then, the the designs and the shirts and just everything you have is, is badass. I appreciate that a lot. You know, before we leave, I was listening to your very first podcast and the, the very first band... It was called Epic Door or something like that? Uh, the very first band I was in or the very first band I had on? No, the very first band you were in. You called it like Epic something? Oh, yeah. Epic Stand. <laughs> Epic Stand. You know, I uh, I wanted to throw this quick uh, band story in for you since it's a, a band podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, in high school, I, I always wanted to be a drummer, like yourself. You know, I saw Travis Barker, and he, like, blew my mind. And that was the dude. was amazing. And, and so, my dad was like, hey, get your grades up, and I will buy you a drum set. Well, my two buddies, my long, long-term buddies, we've been friends for over 20 years now, they both had, like, one had a bass and one had a guitar, and then I just had like some drumsticks or I would carry the guitar around and we'd bring it in high school. And there was a legitimate band called No Continuous Standing in our high school. And 
there was Battle of the Bands was happening at our at our high school, and me and my buddies, we made a band. But the funny part about it is we never practiced, and we weren't a band. We just kind of like thought we were a band. Yeah. And we called it the Kron, like, you know, the Children of the Corn, but it was like Kron. We thought it was going to be funny. Mm-hmm. And so word got around school that we were entering the Battle of the Bands, and the legitimate band, No Continuous Standing, dropped out of the competition because they heard that we were so good and we were just going to blow it away. Oh, fuck. They dropped out of the com- <laughs> competition, and we never even entered. <laughs> it was just like word of mouth type deal and that was like the funniest thing uh, and we were just walking around like some nerdy kids with a guitar like a flying V Dean Dean guitar and oh, just, damn. I didn't know how to play it I didn't know how to play drums and then my dad ended up not buying me the drum set because whatever reasons he had and and it was just so funny to me that these guys dropped out of the competition that is so funny all right, man. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that after, you know, all the, the intros I've done and, uh, you know, talking about you so much, I'm glad that finally got to have you on so that people could get to know you, get a sense of, you know, you and Dama on clothing and, I think from here on out, uh, you know, after listening to this episode, people will definitely be inspired to uh, go in your direction. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot to this Kandama community can offer you. And there's lots of brands out there. I definitely would, if you're getting into Kandama, shop around and purchase at least one Kandama from every brand because... Every brand has something special, and you know if our brand is just not for you, or shape, or something is not clicking with you, there's going to be someone out there that's going to have something that you can resonate with. And uh, you know, just growing the the Kadam community as a whole is going to be the best thing for everybody. And you know, I welcome all new people on our uh, Dumbon group, and uh, you know, we'll give we'll give you a, a promo code to give to everybody and. Uh, you know, we can get a little bit of money off. Helps helps them out. Helps them get a kadama in their hand. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It, it was uh, it was nice uh, to be able to tell my story. Um, yeah. You know, I'm gonna go in depth with uh, things. I, mean, I kind of did like a bullet point version of my kadama history. There's lots lots of stuff to go over, and maybe we can visit it in the future episode. But um, but yeah, I I appreciate this time. Yeah, man. I mean, it was it was equally as beneficial uh, for me, if not more. Uh, so I would I would love to have you on anytime. You know, if you have a an important drop coming out or what have you, you can always hit me up and uh, you know we'll we'll get on the horn and we'll talk. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have to be about Kadama. Like, I'm, I'm a huge music buff. And well, yeah, and that was couple, one of the notes that I, I, I had written down. I uh, actively go out and I collect records all the time. So uh, we could definitely talk about music. And, uh, yeah, this, this is uh, my second 
biggest passion in life is music and you know I was in choir and I was in musicals and stuff like that and it's just uh, always uh, a passion of mine before Kandama you know before anything hell yeah so let's let's put it officially on the record I'm gonna write it in the title this is part one of the Mac slash Dama on podcast and we're gonna be doing a part two in the future sounds great because I would love to talk to you that was one of the things I had written down because I've noticed that about uh, a lot of your videos is the vinyl of the day and all of that stuff so I I would definitely love to do a part two yeah I mean I Eventually, I think in 2021, I'm going to do a vinyl of the day for every single day of the year. Um, I'm almost to the 365 game uh, record mark. And I I got record subscriptions that I get each month, so my collection is always growing. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. And uh, I look forward to part two. All right. Thank you guys all for listening. Come on, friends.